0: Hello and welcome to Blue Royalty, a London is Blue podcast dedicated to the Chelsea women's team. I'm your host, Jess Humphries, joined by a man in a Leon shirt. It is Abdullah Abdullah. It's appropriate because we are here to discuss the Champions League draw. Because, of course, who else could it have been? Chelsea have drawn current Holders Leon in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Full draw as follows: Bayern ended up with Arsenal, Rome with Barcelona because, of course, like Barcelona should play the Champions League on easy mode. Why not? Um, PSG playing Wolfsburg and yes, us against Leon. Um, Abdullah, I feel like you're in a unique position to say. Your initial reaction to this draw from from both sides of your your fandom, uh, from a Chelsea side and a Leon perspective. So, what's your reaction?
1: First, I'm like, I think I think UEFA just wanted me to just suffer. I think UEFA just wanted me to suffer this this thing. I saw the tie and I went. In in one way, I was like, I just knew this was gonna happen. Like, there was just no way this was not gonna happen. I mean, it was just too good to be true. And Leon and Chelsea can be drawn it's just there's no other tie that it hasn't happened for a while i'm kind of in a weird way i'm actually kind of excited for this tie for this tie from both angles if i'm looking at it from a leon perspective and i'm looking at it from a chelsea's perspective because i'm like for for leon okay they haven't played chelsea in a while it would be good to to kind of get back into it we we've talked about where where chelsea may have lacked and 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 vice versa and i feel like the way both teams are going right now, especially in Europe and in for Leon in general, I feel like it's a good test for each other. If they can beat one another, they have a lot more confidence going into the next round, whoever they end up facing. To say, all right, we've just beaten a top quality side, you know, regardless. So this is what we can do. We know we can we can win. Whether it's for Leon or for Chelsea, I think from a Chelsea perspective, I'm. It's it's a very tricky tie in that while Leon aren't in the best of forms, I was like it's a banana skin. It could really be a banana skin uh, a fixture where you're like they may not be in the best of form, but they weirdly enough they're the, they're that European team that just shows up when it when it comes to Europe. They and the, and the, and the crunch games they show up. So I'm 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 excited because it's it's two really good teams and it's two. Um, well two teams I'm I'm personally invested in but at the same time I'm just like I'm just going to have heart palpitations for 180 minutes across two weeks
0: Yeah I've been trying to uh, muse from a, a Chelsea perspective whether this was the worst possible draw we could have got I think you know obviously everyone who finished top of a group wanted to get Roma um, obviously yeah Barcelona came out with that one Um, Arsenal ending up with Bayern who were the other option for Chelsea and I actually think um, Bayern would potentially have been worse just because Chelsea have kind of recent experience of beating them I think they are a team who who are on the up and have been getting better and I think with Leon, Chelsea kind of know what they're about because there was the pre-season game but there is no way you take this fixture lightly and I also think clearly Chelsea will want to win. But there isn't the feeling of Chelsea should win. I think if Chelsea lost to Leon over two legs, given the overall quality of Leon in just recent history, I don't think that's like an embarrassing result. It'd be frustrating because I believe Chelsea can win. Uh, and obviously it depends on how the game plays out. But I wonder if there's a little bit of pressure off Chelsea with this draw in some ways. I mean, I think you know we've we've seen that Chelsea almost just have a habit maybe in the Champions League of shooting themselves in the foot, and I feel like if there was ever a game to really focus the mind of all three options, this was maybe it,
1: yeah, um, I take your point i think I think you're right i think if if this was. Let's just say, if this was Roma, right? Well, whatever, whatever angle. Whatever, if this was Roma, if this was, um, you know, Bayern, you're almost like, right? Maybe you should be winning those games. Roma aren't the are the weakest of the of the of the 18s that are there. You know, everybody wanted Roma. Uh, objectively speaking, Bayern, you've just played them in semi recent history. Uh, you know, there is something there you could get out of you. you sh- in a way you know you could argue in in a universe that you should be winning that game against Bayern um, but I think Leon was the one with the exception of probably maybe Barcelona and Wolfsburg where you're literally going and saying you know what if you don't win it it's not the it's not like you can't hold it over Chelsea's head and say you're lost you're lost in another Champions League knockout stage well we just did play the holders right we just played the eight-time European champions and and it's that's nothing to like you said it's nothing to hold your head in shame about like they're, they're still there's still quality in that team even when they're down and out and they're like we said they're one of those teams where when it comes to when it comes to european big nights they have so much experience they have so much quality that you literally cannot take them lightly because they could come out of nowhere and then have the game of their season. I mean, you take it last year, right? They weren't in. Leon weren't in the best of forms last year either. And but when it came to the Champions League, every round that they won, they were like, "Well, they won," but then they're not really going to do it in the next one. When it gets to the final, they're like, "Ah, oh, Barcelona, you know, Leon have a chance, but Barcelona should be winning this. The revenge, the whole thing. What do they do? They came out and steamrolled Barcelona in a way that nobody would have ever expected. So. Yeah, Leon's Like I said, I think it's a banana skin for Chelsea and for Leon at the same time. They'll be, I think, they'll be hyped. They'll be up for this. They'll they'll look at this tie and they'll go right. We, you know, we we could have faced other teams, but we could. I mean, Leon could have potentially gotten Barcelona, right? And that would have been another tie altogether. So um, no, I, I think it's I think it's one where I think I think for both sides, it's it's in its own way. You're like. Whoever wins, you can't really blame the other one for losing that tie because both are quality teams. I think I think you can put that for both both teams.
0: Yeah, and and I do think that's kind of what makes this such such a fascinating tie. And I actually think, with the exception maybe of Barcelona Roma, all three of these ties definitely have have interesting things uh, for them. And, and we'll maybe talk a little bit about the other ties getting getting in further into the episode. Um, and I don't want to look ahead too much, but obviously a, a kind of strange. not a strange quirk i think they do do it on the men's side as well but you they draw the whole thing right so the, the semi-finals have been drawn too um now so we also know that if chelsea do win they will play the winner of roma barcelona which i mean i don't want to write roma off but i think we can assume will be barcelona so that's like that's the potential uh semi-final Um, Amanda Zaza tweeting, there's no way Chelsea will make it past both Lyon and Barcelona. I cannot see it happening. Uh, Abdullah, they say, you know, to be the best, you have to beat the best, or whatever it is, whatever the phrase is. Um, But do you think kind of, regardless of whether it's against Lyon or against Barcelona, the Champions League final is kind of out of reach at this point? Or do you think smash it fuck Leon fuck Barcelona and let's beat Wolfsburg in the final I mean it is
1: it is one to say that you know we did get the harder side of the of the road to Eindhoven so there is that but um you know it does make it does make victory a lot sweeter when you beat two of the last you know three winners two of the last two winners three winners of the Champions League and you go and say well we did it the hard way, right? There's no excuses for anybody to come out and say anything. But I think all things considered, I think it's tough. I mean, even if you get past Leon, to get past Barcelona and put the same level of concentration, if not a little bit more, into into the game, is a whole other nightmare. I mean, Leon came came up with a beautiful game plan on the, in the final last year. Chelsea were gonna are gonna have to come up with something extraordinary in terms of uh in terms of a tactical plan to, to be at Barcelona and we don't know whether Alexia is going to be back if indeed it is a Chelsea Barcelona semifinal in April um you'd think that she'd have had a few minutes under her legs and she may have a an appearance for you know a, a short amount of time but is uh, Barcelona have proven that they're still a force they've 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 they've, they've they're coming back even though they haven't played their best football this season and and you know we've seen at times that there are opportunities uh to uh to get at them but it's gonna be it's going be a tough game and i mean I'm, I'm not saying Amanda's wrong, but I'm also not saying that Amanda's right either so i'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put out this thing that it's doable, but it's very tough
0: it is very tough. I would give so many things to knock Barcelona out of the Champions League at the Camp Nou. Like, I can't even describe... What a beautiful I've state. never <laughs> wanted something so much in my whole life. But I do think the fact that it's two legs and the second is at the Camp Nou is a tough ask. You know, we saw last season Real Madrid, you know, have this fantastic first leg against Barcelona in the quarterfinals. And then in the second leg, Barcelona just... Absolutely blow them away when they get to the company when they get in front of you know 95,000 people. Um, it would have to be a mega mega game for Chelsea, but one, we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves, two, I think it's possible. Um, and and you never know, right? Um, but definitely right now, we are going to carry on having a little look at the quarter final against Leon. So, we're going to look at, at Leon's season so far in a bit more detail after this. So... Keeping things where they are, keeping things on the focus, on the games in front of us, quarterfinal against Lyon. This is a team who we have played recently, but it was in preseason. So for anyone who has forgotten the heady days of August 2022 or didn't bother to stay up for games that were played in Portland, um, Chelsea drew 2-2 with Lyon before losing 4-3 on penalties. Um, and obviously preseason games... Uh, tricky for a whole host of reasons. I'm not going to sit there and, and read a load of things into this. But in this game, for the first 60 minutes, Chelsea were all over Leon, And then things kind of, like, got away from them in the last half hour. Lindsay Horan scored, like, a ridiculous goal. The penalties, you know, whatever. So we know Zajir Musovic can't, like, touch a penalty ball. It's impossible. Uh, is it worth bearing any of this game in mind as we look ahead to the end of march
1: i want to say no because that was just i mean i think leon are better now than they were back in that game they were just horrible for those first 60 70 minutes it was just bad and i think when you're in pre-season you're kind of coming off i mean let's remember they were ever most players were coming off a euro tournament right uh, a lot of players were, were starting to get their stride back in. It was the first really major competitive, friendly of, of, of the season. Leon were horrible for like 75 minutes. But if anything, I mean, the only thing I think I can really take away from that game is it just su- summed up Leon in a nutshell. Playing a European team in a Champions League type setting, right? You're playing against a Chelsea in, in, a, in a friendly cup like this. You're so bad for 60 minutes that you just need two moments of quality and suddenly you're like... Back in the game, and then they won it on penalties. So if you want to take anything from it, it's just that it's that, right? It's just the fact that the Chelsea will need to be at full concentration for the full 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 for the full 180 minutes, right? They they cannot for a second let it go because if for 60-70 minutes, I mean up until that Lindsay Haran free kick, Chelsea were cruising. Leon looked horrible. And then Lindsay scores a free kick. Suddenly Signa Brun steals a goal off. You know, off of off a set piece, and then it's a draw, and then they go into extra time. They they keep it a draw, and they win on penalties. And I mean, it's a very reasonable and fathomable, if that's the word, fathomable, fathomable uh, result and performance that can happen in this in this in this champ in this Champions League quarterfinal. So, I think I think what we the only thing I think what we really need to take away from there is focus, concentration. And, and and mental fortitude because from what we've seen with Chelsea in, in recent in recent times is that's not something that they've been able to do. I mean the Spurs game was a classic example. Five minutes to go, you're three one up, you're giving away goals like that. You're like really like you do that against a Champions League team, they'll punish you within even within with five minutes, they will punish you even harder than what Spurs did. So that's probably where I would take back from from that from that preseason game.
0: Yeah. Um Definitely agree. It is it is hard to read into it. But you're right as well. You know, like concentration levels, I think, has been kind of Chelsea's undoing. I don't think that will be a problem in a game of this level. But, you know, we, we have seen, you know, even in the Conti Cup final against City last year, that even when this team can be doing well, sometimes it can just seem to to weirdly fall apart. Um, let's talk about Lyon's season so far because um, obviously this is kind of perfect for you to give us some insight into it. And it's been a bit of a mixed bag. Obviously, there was the 5-1 embarrassment against Arsenal in the Champions League. I've got to say, like, oh, one of the things that's really irking me about this Leon game is if we don't win, that is that match is all we're going to hear about from Arsenal fans. Um, so that's my additional motivation. Uh, but... There was also a draw with Juve, with um, a draw with Gangomp, who at the time hadn't got a single point in the Division 1. Um, lost to PSG, although, again, a bit of a weird match. Uh, another 0-0 draw with Juve. This is a Lyon team who aren't the kind of all-conquering, smash-whoever's-in-front-of-them uh, team right now. So... What
1: does this mean? It's it's so painful for me to hear that and say it because they aren't that team anymore of what they were two, three years ago. I think um, around the time, and and, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll say it's around the time when I was writing Queens of Europe, they were that team. They were the team that were smashing teams left, right and centre. But I think we can admit, or rather I can, that maybe the quality of the teams around them was say at like 80% and now we're all at like 90-95% in terms of your Chelsea's, your Bayerns, your Barcelona's, everybody's top dog equal. And I think well I think Leon did well for the last couple of seasons is they they pretty much kept up that level of performance and that level of maybe not as as much as you're walking into a going going that there's a 95 85% chance that Leon are gonna win that game. That's not like that anymore. But the fact that Lyon still remained competitive, won a lot of games, obviously won the Champions League last season despite everything. And for me, I think that's probably in my top two, three Lyon Champions League wins just because of the circumstances of the toughness of the teams and going into a final against a a Barcelona side that was arguably at their pump. And, you know, people were like, this is the team that's going to go and win it. They're going to smash Lyon. They're going to smash every team. And then Lyon came back and they won it, right? So I think in that sense, I think Leon may not be the smash and grab team of, of, of yesteryear, but they're still a very competitive team. I think this season has been weird, right? But you look at this, what we're looking at, this this graph of their, their games that they've won and lost, you can see that they're winning games in chunks. Five wins on the bounce, then a bit of a tricky loss draw, win draw, four or five games on the bounce, again, a little bit of a wobble in there, and now they're on a three-game winning streak again. I think if I had to pick out the key games, right, let's take out the Arsenal, the Aventis, and the PSG games that we've got here. The 5-1 was just, and I'm going to quickly break this down very quickly and and we'll get back into it. I think 5-1 is a little, and this may be controversial to people, but I think the 5-1 is a very flattering scoreline to Arsenal because I really feel like three of the four of those goals, Leon gave away to Arsenal. They literally said, here's your goal, we're going to pass it to you, you go and score, right? So, I could maybe see that being 2-1 to Arsenal, really, but I don't see it being 5-1. And I think that just dented Leon's confidence for whatever, what it's worth. The draw against Juve, I think, was a direct effect of the 5-1, right? And I think Juve played well. They've improved. Fine, fair enough. I'll give Juve that 1-1. The PSG game where they lost 1-0, they were dominating PSG for 85 minutes and they came undone with a set-piece goal in the 85th and 90th minute. And you're like... Really? After all that, you lost to a set-piece goal? Fine. It's on there. The Arsenal game, they won. It was an on-goal, whatever. But they won the game. They needed to win the game. But well, like I said, they show up. European nights, they did it. Juve, they drew. They only needed a draw. Fine. They should have won, but they didn't. It is what it is. They needed. They just needed to qualify at that point. And now, obviously, we've got the three back-to-back league games. And, you know, 3-0, 2-0, and 5-0. You know, that's 5-6 and 8-9. That's all I got. Like, 10 goals there in three games. That's the Leon we're used to. And bear in mind, now the caveat I'm going to put for all of these games that they've had, they've had at one point 10 or 11 major injuries to players, where her players are coming in, going away. You've had Salma Basha out for three, four weeks at a time. You've had Tabritz out for three to four months. You've had, uh, obviously, hegerberg has been out since August, right? Hasn't really, has not kicked the ball yet. Macario had the ACL at the end of last season. Ellie Carpenter had an ACL at the end of back season back end of last season, Marijan was injured, Majri was pe- pregnant. Um, you know, and you had like Bernard out for the game or two. You had um Moroni out for a game. And then you you had like these you had Le Samer out for a few games. It's like Leon have not been able to field their best choice eleven or even really a standard eleven for back to back games pretty much all season, right? And I don't know you name me a team that can go through a season with major injuries like that and constantly being disrupted with good players. I think Basha has been in has been injured three individual times a season at different points, where she's had really good spells, gets a hamstring, really good spell, gets a knee problem, really good spell, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think if you were to put a Chelsea, a Barcelona, or any one of these teams with Eight, nine, ten major injuries at one at one point. With all these injuries, Griezmann, box another one that's out. Right, I forgot about her. Griezmann, box out with another ACL. So you're missing so many players, and when they're not all match fit, not playing together, it, it becomes tough. And the fact that they've been still been able to qualify for the Champions League, get into a position, and now they're getting their players back. Obviously, Coppins back on the pitch. Marjan's playing semi regularly. Uh, Hegeberg's, you know, there's 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 tweets of her doing ball work on the pitch. Macario is on the pitch training individually. I don't want to get too excited about Katarina Macario just yet, but you know that 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 carrot is dangling in the corner of my eye over there. So kind of putting all this together, I am just very surprised that Leon have gotten this far, and I I do think that possibly. Chelsea go into this as favourites, at least before we go into that first leg.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I I think, you know, you're right to talk about with the the games that Leon have have lost and drawn, um, that maybe they're more like outliers. Like, even if you look at the XG, like the only time this season they've had below xg of one was in the away game at arsenal which actually they instantly won anyway um the game where viv did her acl so it it became a bit of a weird match there um but you know in everything else that like they're still creating chances um okay maybe you'd say like the french league is the french league um but you know th- this isn't a team to, to sniff at at all i do think where I would say, although they've put together quite a good run of clean sheets, I think defensively, this is a team which is much, much more open than it was a couple of seasons ago. I don't think Wendy Renard's anywhere near where she was. And in fact, I actually think she's Lyon's uh, top scorer this season, which is kind of hilarious. Um, and maybe it does tell you uh, stuff. Yep, she is. Uh, six goals yeah maybe tells you everything you need to know about like how they've struggled with with players like Hegeberg out Um, that being said we saw last season when Hegeberg came back for the Champions League she had one thing in mind that was to destroy Uh, and she did she destroyed and you know the tweet from her yesterday of her lacing up her boots saying this feels right felt Pointed, um, it sounds like she will be back by the the end of March. Uh, Makari, I guess, as well, possibly. We've already seen Ellie Carpenter come back. These are pieces of a Leon puzzle that are coming back together. That being said, it's still a team who I think has weaknesses. And yeah, just swinging back defensively is where I think they look at their their worst. Obviously, they brought Vanessa Shields in and that's kind of helped secure stuff a bit more. Um, but Renard, I I just don't find convincing at all. I don't think Endler's been anywhere near as good at Lyon as she ever was at PSG. Um, So that, I think, is a little bit of a question mark too. Um, I feel like, though, all of this comes back to what you've already touched on, Abdullah, is that they are the Champions League holders, but I don't think they were the best team in the Champions League last year I'm not even sure if they were the second best team in the Champions League although it would have been tight but like I still think I might have given that award to Wolfsburg but the thing is is that they just have this winner's mentality and it's interesting right because in some ways that's what Chelsea have domestically they've just never quite well, I don't want to say they ne- they've never quite, because I think that run to the final in 2019-20, that was min- winners' mentality. That was like playing shit against Wolfsburg and going through, playing shit against Bayern and going through. Okay, then the mentality got fucked by Barcelona. But Chelsea have shown that they can do that as well. And it's interesting, you know, like I was looking back, Chelsea have played Leon in the, the Champions League before, in, in, 20, in 2018-19, in the semi-finals. Um losing three two on aggregate in the end, but they held Leon to to a draw at King's Meadow and they only lost two one uh in Leon and this was at a time where Leon really were like all conquering. Like it was a different standard of Leon to now. Do you think how do you think that all washes out when we're thinking about, you know, Leon have this mentality, but Chelsea also know that they've run them close before at a time where the gap between the two clubs was probably much greater than it is now?
1: That's a very interesting part. I was I, I, I immediately cast my mind back to that game and, 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 and I actually want to re-watch both those. Episodes. I thought that was probably two of... I think you can go back and call that those two legs a, a classic Champions League game. From you can you'll go into the future and always look back at that game as being close for the reasons that you just said. It was the Gulf was a lot bigger, yet Chelsea ran them really really close. I mean they got a draw in the second leg. It was it was it was only because Leon won the first leg that they really were really able to to go and do something. Obviously got the away goal. I think Emma Hayes will use this as the motivation point. They were and and let's be real, like a lot of the squad from both teams, will be still playing today. You know, Ahmadinejad Ruiz, Aaron Cuthbert, you know, players like Hegeberg, players like this, is going to have, you know, Mielda was there, Eriksson was there. These players will look back and, and remember, you know, what they did, you know, three, four years ago. And I think Emma Hayes will use this as motivation for the new players and everybody else to say, look, we ran the European champions close and arguably could have won that game. Four years ago, and this Leon side isn't as good as that Leon side. There's no reason. And, I mean, I mean Emma Hayes's words to the team. There's no reason for you to go ahead and not win this 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 double legged tie, right? And then pushing that and going back and reminding them of that thing will, I think, will be important. Um, yeah, and I think she just, and I think. Her, this Chelsea side, like you said, domestically has that winners' mentality. You you can play the worst game. I think I we I keep casting my mind back to that Birmingham game from last season. Didn't couldn't break them down. Couldn't break them down. One Penela had a penalty, and then that's the title pretty much secured, right? And it's about transferring that mentality from from the domestic league to the Champions League. And I think Emma is going to. I think I think over the next few weeks and months, uh, she she's uh, next few weeks rather. I think she's going to drill mentality. She's going to drill that game. And she's really going to just keep harping back on, let's get this mentality, Keep let's keep it going. And let's bring it back against Leon. And I think that's probably where, from a mental perspective, more than an on-pitch perspective, that um, that Emma has go- is really going to um, focus on. And if I can just quickly add something from, from what we were just talking about a little bit earlier, is I think with Leon, it's one of those things where Because the attack is not as good as it was, right? It's because they have not been... Like you said, the fact that Renard's the highest goal scorer with six says a lot about the way they've been attacking, right? Millard hasn't been in form. But when you take away Hegerberg, when you take away Macario, who probably between them scored 40 goals for Leon last season, right? 22, 23 each. I think Macario had like 22, 25 goals last season and I think Hegerberg had like 18 or something you take away 40 goals from that team it's it's a tough ask right and I think that they will also look back at the thing and go look right we've beaten them before we need to do it and and I think and I think for both sides there there are things to pick out about and go okay I think I think the addition of Vanessa Giles of I don't know how you pronounce her name but I don't want to butcher it but I think that addition has been key I think if they didn't bring her this defense would melt I think midfield then becomes super important i think damaris has played a hugely important role in protecting renard because of the pace because of the uh, because of who she is and i still think i think renard's one of those players that while she may not be in the best of form and the best of you know what she was before in terms of this 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 solid like world-class defender and i still still think she's really really good i think that midfield protecting her becomes the most important thing because her just being there settles the defense i think her role in that thing is not just to be the defender but to settle everybody around her and when you have this experienced partnership i feel like in the best of games she can come i think she almost plays like this even though she's like 32 i feel like she plays a tiago silver-esque role for leon where she doesn't have the pace you know but she's still got the game intelligence to be able to read a game and she's got the younger defenders around her to be able to to, to, to kind of protect her. And, and not to mention, I think Ellie Carpenter is such an important player for Leon that the fact that she's back now, I think between now and the Champions League game, we see a different Leon defense, not even in just some defending, but I think in terms of attacking as well. Because when you have Basha playing and we have Carpenter playing, that defense changes the entire outlook of the way they've been playing. And we haven't seen that this season. So that's one thing I want to just pick out as something to be wary about from this Leon side because the fact that I think Carpenter low key is going to be hugely important figure for 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 Chelsea to, to look
0: at. Yeah, definitely. Definitely think that's true. And obviously, given the game is still, um, you know, over a month away, we will do a much more detailed kind of tactical preview closer to the time, of course. Um, but for now, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we will look at the rest of the draw. So, worth I think talking about the other ties at least briefly because you know so much of the Champions League picture is about you know who's winning where um, who you're gonna face if you get through all of that good stuff so Abdullah what of the other three ties has caught your eye the most
1: I actually am really intrigued to see PSG Wolfsburg and I'll tell you why I think PSG haven't been great this season we obviously played them and Beat them pretty convincingly, at least at Stanford Bridge, if not. If not, and then that was the the, the game at the, at the Park de France uh, was was key. I mean, that that was a momentum change for Chelsea, getting that one nil win away in a in a Champions League group stage. I think was the second game, and you know people talking about the last season's group stage. So I think that was a key game. Mm-hmm. Wolfsburg, I think, are arguably after maybe Barcelona probably the second favourites to win it now I think Wolfsburg are, are in huge amazing form in, in, the, in the Bundesliga the top of the league there they're, they're a few points ahead uh, you know their their team is stacked with like I mean world class players I mean Lena Obador is doing her thing Eva Payor is there and obviously they've got the easier route to the final and obviously we've seen what Arsenal are doing right now they're not in the best of form obviously we have a month to go to the game so things could change but you know, I can see Wolfsburg beating PSG. I can see Wolfsburg beating either Arsenal or Bayern. So, intriguingly, they could be a very likely potential finalist. And so, it's a it's a, it's a key game to watch and see how Wolfsburg do. So, for me, that's a that's a super interesting tie uh, from a from a perspective of they'll probably be the ones to reach the final.
0: Yeah, I agree. I do think Wolfsburg have a pretty nice. Path to the final. I don't think they should find PSG very hard work at all, to be honest. Um, I think I think that will be fine given PSG's level and I don't really see them uh massively improving. No no real words on, on Kototo, which I guess is interesting because obviously we're seeing um, Alexia back running grass, doing some light training, um, and Kototo did her ACL about a week after. So uh, that might be one to keep an eye on. I don't see PSG changing, though, until until she comes in. It seems like it might come too soon for her if we've not heard anything yet. Um, the Bayern Arsenal draw, I think, is probably the one that's most interesting to me, although I do think Bayern will probably win comfortably. I think what will be interesting is as a real opportunity to see what is Bayern's level. Because I think in the Fraunbundesliga, Wolfsburg have been fairly comfortably, I'd say, a step ahead of them this season. Equally, they didn't have some amazing performances in the Champions League group stages. I'm thinking about the Benfica game. But they did also beat Barcelona. So there's a lot of mixed messages coming there. I think they will beat Arsenal. But I think how they beat Arsenal could be a really interesting way. And then to see that semi-final between Bayern and Wolfsburg, that could be really tasty because that's two teams who are going to know each other so, so well. I think um, even though Wolfsburg would go into that potential semi-final as as favourites, it's definitely the kind of game where... You could see an upset happening, I reckon, um, and and that would obviously be a really big deal because because Bayern haven't been to the final of a Champions League before. Uh, if I put you on the spot, Abdullah, do me a rundown of the of the bracket. Who are we watching in in Eindhoven, uh come June?
1: If I if I'm being realistic, oh god, people are gonna kill me. I think Barcelona, Wolfsburg.
0: Barcelona, Wolfsburg, and who's winning between those two?
1: Oh god, I want to. You know what? Just for I want to say Wolfsburg. I just, if if anybody's going to win, let's let's get, let's let's let the German team win it. Let's let Wolfsburg win it. So I'm going to say Wolfsburg.
0: I'm going to say Chelsea, Wolfsburg, just because I want it to be true. You've gone with your head. I'm going with my heart. I we, just, need I did it already, but we need the balance. We need the balance.
1: We need the balance.
0: I would just. I feel like pretty good about the Leon game. I do think I do think we can win that. As I say, Barcelona over two legs would be would be very very tough. But hey, I've watched Barcelona quite a lot this season. They're not always great, but the thing that the problem is that Alexia will be back, and that could be quite a big problem. Uh, but still, I would love a Chelsea Wolfsburg final. So. And
1: we beat Wolfsburg semi recently ish right I mean so that's yeah. that's a sign so there is there is that so,
0: yeah I honestly like obviously I'd love Chelsea to beat Barcelona but I think if we got to play the semi-final like a, a two-legged semi-final I think regardless of what happened it would be a really really incredible experience to get to I'd love to go and watch Chelsea women play at the Camp Nou um like I went to the Real Madrid Barca game there last season and it was like one of the most incredible experiences of my life and I'd love to get the opportunity to see to see Chelsea play there and oh it'd be so good it'd be so good if you anyway. want
1: to take me there then uh, I'm, I'm open to offers
0: <laughs> if anyone wants to sponsor Abdullah to end up in barcelona uh, you can you can reach out um okay so obviously we are now in the international break uh after the international break this is what our schedule looks like arsenal at home in the fa cup arsenal at Selhurst park in the conti cup Manchester United at home in the WSL, Lyon away in the Champions League, Manchester City away in the WSL, and Lyon at home at the Champions League. Um, so six wins coming from, from that, Abdullah?
1: Easy, easy money, you know, just, just, just walk away with that. We can just guarantee all, all three points from every single game. It's a piece of cake.
0: <laughs> in all seriousness, are you worried about when you look at the schedule... What are you thinking? Are you freaking
1: out? I mean, there's no let-off there. I mean, that, that, that's the problem. There's no like... I mean, I know that there are no easy games, quote-unquote, but there's no breather. There's not, not a game where you're going to be there comfortably dominating possession and you can kind of maybe rest while you have the ball. That's mental concentration, 90 minutes every game. You, ne- you need that every single game. You cannot let up for a single minute against any of those teams because maybe in the past... Manchester United would have been that team. But they're like second third right now. Park to be the most informed team of the first half of the season. Manchester City, I mean, if they're showing life like they showed today against Arsenal, that they were recording this, and they're gonna make keep, keep that form going, that's another problem. Leonwick like we just talked about Leon and Arsenal, well well, we don't know. Arsenal could could do a thing, but at the same time you don't know. So it's a... I mean, that's a tough, tough set of fixtures. So I'd be a little bit concerned in terms of that. But yeah, it's a, hey, it's not dull. We can put it that way.
0: It's certainly not dull. I guess the only potential benefit or thing that could happen is that one, there are some WSL matches that Chelsea could get arranged. Now, those matches are Liverpool or Brighton, both of which are teams we famously aren't very good against. So whether inserting one of those would help, uh, who knows. There's also potential for an FA Cup quarter final in there. If we were to get past Arsenal, that could be another game which was maybe a bit more of a relaxed fixture. It'll be really interesting. I'm very intrigued to see how Emma approaches this. It's obviously a really tough run, but I do think tough games often bring out the best in Chelsea. Um, You know, the win against West Ham was fantastic and it felt like the team was in full flow. I think if we can see that level, you know, come up for, for for these run of games, then there's no reason we can't win them. I definitely think... The two away ones, Leon and Manchester City, feel like they would be the toughest. I still just always back Chelsea at King's Meadow, like regardless of opponent, to be honest. Um, So, yeah, but, you know, as you've kind of you've already said, Manchester City did beat Arsenal uh, 2-1 today, which gives us quite a nice buffer, really, at the top. Table as it stands now. Um, is Chelsea first 12 games played 31 points? United in second 12 games played 29 points. City in third 13 games played 29 points. And Arsenal in fourth 12 games played 26 points. So two points ahead of United, five ahead of uh City and Arsenal realistically. Although obviously, you know, City is actually only two because they played their game in hand. Um, so it'll be really really interesting, I think, if we were to be able to um. Pick up points over United and City, we would be in a very, very good position for the title by the end of March, which would definitely take the pressure off. Um, but yeah, we'll see. A, a tough A tough set of fixtures. Um, the dates for the for the Champions League game, it, the twenty second of March, is the away game, and then the thirtieth for the home game. Um, so yeah, that will be an interesting one to see. Abdullah thank you for joining me. Thank you I don't much. know if you have any more thoughts to add on... I feel like we've covered quite a lot of stuff because I think the City-Arsenal game had made this day, like... Yeah. Extra momentous. Like, we were just like, we're going to, like, do a little Champions League chat and then we're also like, oh, like, shit, this big thing in the title race happened. But, yeah, I don't know if you have anything you wanted to say about that.
1: I'm going to... Yeah, I just want to say that I think we just have a title race on our hands and, um, you know, City just did us a favour. They've played their game in hand. They beat Arsenal. Arsenal are way behind. They've lost momentum, so it is what it is.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely a very, very good result for us. Um, We'll be coming back next week with a mailbag. Uh, So if you've got any questions, get prepped. We'll do a a shout-out on Twitter to get those in. Um, And until then, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.